Welcome to the Advanced Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rotelli. Today we're lucky to be joined by Loyola senior attackman Pat Spencer. Many believe Pat to be the best player in college lacrosse this year. When you listen to these accolades and watch him play, it's tough to argue with that. Pat grew up in Baltimore, Maryland and went to Boys Latin. He's a three-time All-American. He's been first-team All-American his sophomore and junior year and was a second-team All-American his freshman year. He's the three-time Patriot League Player of the Year, has been a Toraton finalist in both his sophomore and junior seasons, had 89 points as a freshman, which tied the school record for most points in a season, was the first player to win the Patriot League Offensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year in the same season. He's the current Loyola and Patriot League career leader in assists. Pat, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's great to talk to you. So you guys got off to a great start to your season this past Saturday, taking down UVA in convincing fashion. It was painful to watch as a Virginia fan, but uh, you had seven points in the game and you honestly looked unstoppable. How have you approached your senior season this year at Loyola, and what are some of your personal and team goals this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the, the same goal is the same end goal every year. Um, just probably taking a little bit of a different approach from a personal standpoint, just as far as being a leader. Um, you know, this is my first year being an actual captain. I feel like I've been kind of leading this team since I've been here as far as offensively, but um, I feel like I've taken a step vocally and hopefully being more of a vocal leader for these guys. That's kind of what I'm leaning, leaning toward doing this year. And, um, you know, the end goal for the team is always that national championship. What's different about this year's team than the previous three years? Um, I think, you know, when I came in, I was the young one and there were older guys with me last year. I was the, one of the older ones and, um, you know, I had the young guys with me and I think, the difference is those guys have a year under their belt. I think they've gotten bigger, faster, stronger. Um, they've, they've gotten used to the pace of the game, and I think they're a lot more confident. So we have some guys that played a big role for us last year that are going to have to play an even bigger role this year, but I feel like they're ready to do it. Uh, t- take me through your thought process when you're on the field and your team has the ball. What are you looking for? How do you balance getting a good shot for yourself versus uh, getting a good shot for your teammates? Yeah, I think the one thing we, we talk about a lot is coming out, being organized, being on the same page as an offense, no different than a defense. You know, you don't want to just run into things and have terrible spacing. And so, um, you know, the way the way we play, we're really spaced well on offense. It's something Coach Van has been harping on. And uh, it's really important, you know, the way teams are going to throw a bunch of different slide packages at us. Um, you know, we're going to be able to read them. But as long as guys are in the right spot that they slide, someone will be open if they don't slide. You can go win a matchup one-on-one and get a goal. So, you know, this past weekend, Virginia was kind of hesitant to slide a little bit. And, uh, you know, we were, we were able to make them pay for that a few times. Yeah. So is there a base formation you guys are in on offense? Are you playing with, you know, uh, in a 2-3-1 or a 2-2-2? Or is it very much uh, fluid and just sort of with some fundamental rules on offense? Um, what, what are you guys trying to get organized in each time down? Well, I mean, it just depends on, on where the ball is. You know, I think spacing different whenever the ball is at different spots on the field. So um, we do play out of a 2-3-1 sometimes. We play out of different sets as well, though. So we'll play out of the big little, we'll play out of 2-2-2, play out, play out a lot of different sets. And I think 
just making sure that one guy can't cover two. And a lot of times that just depends on where the ball is, um, where the, where the off ball guys are going to be. So, um, just constant movement, having guys moving to the right spot, not moving without a purpose, but moving to the right spot. So one can't guard two and it makes the, it makes the slide pretty difficult because if they slide, it's normally someone's going to be open. I've seen you, uh, you know, attack from behind the goal up top on the wings, uh, do, do, do you have a preference where you like to dodge from or are, are you perfectly happy going anywhere on the field? Yeah, I'm happy going anywhere on the field. I think it, a lot of times it depends on matchups. Um, sometimes if a pole is going to come down and play me, it's easier to take them behind. They're not used to playing behind there. Uh, sometimes, you know, the wing, if they're not sliding and I can take them to the wing, I can make them pay a little bit more when I'm obviously above the goal line versus behind. So, they're not going to slide. It's easier for me to get my hands free from being up top or on that wing. So it really just depends on the defense and how they're playing it. And, um, you know, we make those adjustments as we go. Yeah, I was watching the Virginia game, and it looked like they tried to do several different things to, to stop you personally. They tried to cover you with a pole straight up. They tried to not slide so that you can't pick them apart with uh, uh, feeding. They also tried to shut you off. Um when a team tries to shut you off, what are you thinking? Are you trying to just get open right away, or do you go try to be a picker? What, what's your strategy? Um, it just depends on the the other matchups on the field. I felt We felt pretty confident that um, I was going to be able to create offense with the ball on my stick this past weekend. And so um, not giving in to that shutoff is kind of something we talked about. Some games, you know, I think we're going to have matchups with short sticks, and if they want to shut off, it's a lot tougher to play 5 on 5 So. Um, it's a real, it's really personnel based, but this past weekend it was, you know, I, I don't think in all honesty, there's no way anybody can shut you off. Um, it, it's a matter of the guy with the ball being patient and, you know, I'm going to be able to get open within three or four seconds most of the time. So just having that patience and waiting for, for me to be able to pop off and get open, um, this past weekend, that was kind of the, the game plan. Pat. Take us back to when you first started playing lacrosse. Um, how did you first get involved with the sport? Yeah, so it was um, probably, sec- I want to say second grade. And um, I just had a, a friend group at the time, and we all played sports together. Our dad coached basketball together. And um, I don't know who suggested, but we all we all decided we were all going to play lacrosse together. So we went out to our, our local rec team. I know rec's not really a big thing anymore but at the time that was the thing and so we joined our local rec team and um just kind of stuck with it from there so what what was your recruiting process like i've heard you were not heavily recruited how is that possible for the best player in the country not to be heavily recruited yeah um well you know back when i was being recruited guys were committing freshman and sophomore year and so you know the big name schools um basically had every spot filled at that point and so I knew I knew there were some schools still left that that were really high caliber schools, i.e. Loyola, um, that really waited for some late bloomers, and so I knew I was a late bloomer that way. And my dad, my dad grew three inches and put on fifty five pounds in college, so I knew I was going to grow, just a matter of time. And uh, so, you know, luckily Loyola is one of those schools that keeps a couple spots open for some late bloomers, and and I was able to capitalize on that. That's great. Well, I know you played a lot of basketball growing up. What other sports did you play, and how do you think playing a lot of different sports uh, helped or hurt you as a lacrosse player? No, I think anytime you play multiple sports, you're, just, you're going to become a better athlete. I think 
there's a lot more in common and in, in sports than people think. You know, basketball and lacrosse are very similar in terms of spacing and the ultimate goal. Um, I played football growing up, and then kind of by the time I got to like late middle school, um, it was kind of fall ball lacrosse and, and basketball season was on the way, so I, I gave that up. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed football my whole life until I had to give it up for for basketball and lacrosse, and then um, obviously I played basketball and lacrosse yeah. as well. Do you guys still play basketball at Loyola? I remember when I was at Virginia, we used to play a lot of pickup hoops with the with the lacrosse team. Do you guys still cross train with any other sports there? We uh, we play uh, we'll play pickup in the in the off season. Um, a little risky now to play to yeah. get some of the guys just trying to keep your body in in the right shape for the season. So, um, but yeah, in the off season we get some good games. Yeah, cool. I, well, a lot of people listening to this podcast are either young players who look up to you or parents of young players who want to help their kids get better. Tell us what you do to train to become as good as you are. Uh, I think the one thing that my my dad or coaches always harped on growing up was developing the offhand was the initial thing that I think set me apart from a lot of guys. And, um, you know, having both hands is, is much more difficult to guard than a guy who you can kind of force one way. And so... Um, I think anytime you can get a guy who can be a dual threat with both hands is really important. The other thing I think that people don't realize is, you know, if you're if you're in dodging threat and you're able to draw a slide, there's going to be a, somewhere on the field for you. Coaches are going to find a way to play you because, um, you know, that's instant offense, creating offense that way. And um, the other thing is just watching film. I watched a lot of film growing up on, on a bunch of different guys. And so just finding a way to utilize, you know, spacing and, and feeding and understanding the game on a different level that way. Yeah, you mentioned you watch film of guys growing up. Who are some of the players you used to watch? Uh, I was a big, big Duke guy growing up. Um, I watched, you know, the Donowski play a lot. And then um, I, watched, I watched some Rabel. And then I watched basically everyone that was on TV. You know, I watched, I watched a lot of UVA, Steel, Steel Stanwick, and uh, that whole attack group. Yeah. So um, just kind of took it, tried to take a little bit from everybody. Uh, that That's great. Um, so talk about the left hand. Do you, you mentioned left hand being such a, uh, such an important part of being a complete player. Do you feel any difference between your left and right hand? No, I think, I think my right hand is a little bit more accurate shooting. Um, but other than that, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in both, both well, going to. What, what, at what age do you think um, your left hand became just as good as your right hand? I'd say probably junior junior year, junior, senior year. Of it was always, always really, really like solid passing and I was able to shoot with it, but, um, but I was really able to make moves with my left hand kind of junior year. Yeah, cool. So as a senior team leader this year at Loyola, you, you have young teammates who you're trying to help get better. What do you think are some of the most important physical and mental skills for young college players to have? Uh, I just think the confidence in in the game and the in the system you're playing in. I think uh, you know I'll I'll speak for the two guys that are with me down on attack. I think last year was just a learning experience in terms of physicality. I think they they realized that I did too. I know for sure when I got here right away. Um, you know, you come off senior year of high school, you're you're normally about the same size as everybody. You're maybe a little bit bigger, um, faster, stronger. But you get to college, and you know they're a senior to have had four years of lifting and running and being a part of a program. 
And, uh, you know, they're obviously going to be bigger, faster, stronger just because they've been a part of it. So um, the two guys down low with me have really put in a lot of hard work in the offseason, put on some good weight. They look bigger, faster, stronger. And so um, I think it's going to be a tough cover. Yeah. So t- take us through some of the things that your team uh, does for training. You mentioned lifting and running. What What's like, you know, what – What's 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 it like being on the Loyola team? What are your practices like, and how hard are you guys training? Yeah, we we go really hard in the off season. Um, we have a, a really hard run test, and you know I've, I have some buddies that play at other schools, and I haven't heard anything that's really similar to our run test. I think really? we probably run the hardest in in the entire country, um, which is which it shows. I think on Saturday when we get up and down the field, I think we run really well as a team, and so that's one of the things coach really emphasizes. Um, and obviously we're in the weight room Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the off season, and we're still in there Monday, Wednesday, and then Friday is a stretch for us so we can get our bodies right for Saturday during the season. So what is the run test? What, what, what is that? Uh, it's about 15 runs, maybe 15 runs. And it's, uh, it's everything time. So it, it just holds guys to a certain standard and it's, um, you know, you're supposed to make as many times as you can. Some guys do, some guys don't, but, you know, we ask that everybody really tries to finish it and, and push it themselves. Oh, that's cool. You, know, you guys play hard, you play tough, you run fast, so it, it's no surprise. How, what are some of the drills you guys do in practice? Is it a very, very competitive atmosphere at practice all the time, or what's it like being at practice with Loyola? Yeah, 100%. It, it's, uh, it's really an up-tempo practice for the most part. Um, you know, obviously there's just skills and drills and things that you need to work on. And Coach Jimmy does a really good job of setting up a plan where you're not sitting around for, you know, an hour and a half just walking through drills. So, um, you know, we'll have a stretch and then we'll, we'll do some stick work to get our feet moving. Normally he'll throw a fun drill in right after stick work and then we'll get, get into maybe breaking it down, X's and O's and figuring some things out systematically. And then after that, we normally get after it, get up and down a little bit. And then, uh, you know, we'll throw drills in there that are high tempo that are still beneficial to the things that we need to work on, maybe playing stuff. But at that point, it's pretty competitive. What's your favorite drill? Do you have one that stands out? (laughs) Probably four and threes. Yeah, all right. That's no surprise. Well, you've said publicly that you want to play Division I basketball next season. Talk about your love for basketball a little bit and and how serious are you about playing next year? Yeah, no, I'm going to play for sure. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely going to play. Basketball has been a part of my life my whole life. Um, It's been something that I love and not not to take away from lacrosse. I just I love the game of basketball as well. And so um, it's just something that I I knew was in the back of my mind. I was going to pursue somewhere down the road and um, you know, the opportunity presented itself. And so I'm going to go after it. Uh, are you going to play at Loyola? Um, I'm, everything's kind of still a work in progress right now. I have my younger brother. I'm not sure if you know, he's coming here next year to play basketball. Oh, and, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a senior at boys Latin right now. He's going to play basketball next year. So, um, playing with him is, is maybe an option, but I'm, I'm still working on some things. Okay. Oh, good luck. That's exciting. And how about, how about after next year? Do you what do you envision your life like um, beyond next year? Are you thinking about pro lacrosse, pro hoops, or do you see yourself entering the regular workforce or working in the business world? Um, 
that's kind of something that's a little bit further down the line for me. I have some, some personal goals for myself, but right now I, I think I'm going to probably keep those to myself and w- with my family and try to pursue those on the side on my own. Yeah, you got a lot to do until we get to that point. You got a national championship to win for one thing, and then it sounds like college basketball after that. You get a lot going on. So you've been a Torton finalist twice now. What would it mean to win the Torton this year? Uh, it'd be an honor. It'd be a great honor. I mean, it's been an honor just to be named finalist the last couple of years with such tremendous players that have been there with me every year. And so, um, you know, it'd be an honor. It's the highest individual honor, and it's something I've been proud to be a part of over the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's not it's not my goal. It's not my end goal. My end goal is the national championship, but um, but that'd be pretty sweet to get with it. Yeah. So. Uh, thinking about the national championship, who are some of the teams that stand out this year as uh, when you look at your schedule, thinking uh, thinking they might be some of the better teams you guys play this year? Yeah, I think I think Virginia is actually a really good team. I think they just haven't figured out their their dynamics yet. I think they were a little probably unorganized for the first game, and look, that's going to happen. So um, it's the first game of the year. I we're hoping that win holds up and I think it will. They have some athletes up at the midfield and I think they'll be all right. But um, obviously Hopkins year in and year out is a great team. Um, Towson just gave them a really good game. And so Towson probably one to watch. And then, you know, every time we play Duke, it's always a fun atmosphere. So um, that's a, that's a game we mark on the calendar for sure. Yeah. Who's coming up next for you guys? Is it Hopkins this weekend? Yeah. Hopkins this weekend. Yep. Is that Loyola or at Homewood? At Homewood. Exciting stuff, man. That's a big game. Well, <clears throat> Pat, really, really appreciate you coming on the show. It's a lot of fun to watch you play, and, and best of luck this season. Thank you. Thanks for having me.